everyone. Thank you for checking out today's episode of Hardball Sports Talk, brought to you by Hardball Sports Media. My name is Brandon. Today we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl and also the Jaguars hiring Doug Peterson. Um, and we'll also touch for a second on the Brian Flores situation. But like I've said all along uh, on this channel, I want to stick to mainly what's going on on the field. And there's a lot of things in that story that's not on the field stuff uh so i'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that i'll just basically give you the gist of what's going on and some of the things i'm kind of curious about uh so let's get started today uh so like i said the brian floor situation if you're not sure what's going on uh basically he is suing the nfl uh the broncos the giants and the dolphins uh for uh multiple different things uh, in pertaining to his job status and interviews he's had in the past. Uh, there's also some stuff in this lawsuit that I want to touch on. Uh, there's accusations in the lawsuit that the Dolphins' ownership offered him $100,000 per game to lose. And this is where I'm kind of curious on this, because if there's any evidence of that, uh, that's a rabbit hole that the NFL does not really want to open up um, I think it's actually possible. I'm not saying it is happening, but I think there is a chance. Uh, if you watch other sports, for example, like baseball, how often does a team lose 90 games in the season? It happens every year. There's a bunch of teams. And I understand somebody's got to be the worst. But like the Tigers, for example, the last five years, they've been absolutely terrible. And it's like they haven't even tried to put a competitive team on the field. And it's so they can get the better draft pick and get like the Casey Mises and the Spencer Torkelsons and the Riley Greens of the world. And as a fan of this, these teams, like the Little Tigers, for example, it's kind of embarrassing, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, I'm excited about these prospects we have, don't get me wrong, but there's got to be a better system out there than tanking. And part of tanking is also ownership's got to be on board with it. And... There's no better way of ownership being on board with it than offering the coach $100,000 a game to lose. Uh, that's my thought on that. Uh, that's a rabbit hole, though, with like gambling and integrity of the game. Uh, and there's a lot of different areas that that could affect. Uh, so I'm curious on that. I really don't think anything will ever come out of any of this, to be honest with you. Uh, that's just my gut feeling. But I am curious in how this will play out, especially with the uh, owner being accused of paying uh, his coach to lose games. Uh, the next thing I want to cover today uh, is Doug Peterson being hired by the Jaguars. Uh, Doug Peterson was the coach for the Eagles. I uh, won a Super Bowl with him. Uh, really got a lot out of Carson Wentz, but at the same time wasn't able to get Carson Wentz to be consistent. Uh, so his main job in Jacksonville Number one is to build a culture, and number two, or 1A, I would actually say 1A and 1B, is to get the best out of Trevor Lawrence and build a culture. Uh, my personal pick for the culture side of things would have been Jim Caldwell, but I'm not totally against the uh, Doug Peterson hire. I think he could be a good fit for Jacksonville also. Uh, but time will tell, like I said with the other day with these hires, we really don't know how this will actually work until we get on the field and start playing games. Um, but this is probably in the better half of hires I've seen so far. Uh, not anywhere near the Brian Dable level. I loved that one. Uh, but 
it's still a good hire by the Jaguars, I think. Uh, but we'll just see how patient they are with everything there and if they can build a culture and uh, get the best out of Trevor Lawrence. And then finally today, uh, sorry, it's a little bit shorter episode today. Recording this one a little bit late. I needed to get something out there today. I'm recording this at 9.45 on Friday evening. Uh, normally we record this on either the Wednesday or Thursday, to be honest with you. Uh, I was having problems on what my main topic of the episode would be. Not going to lie to you. Uh, so I've decided that I'm going to go with a two-part series, if you will. Uh, we're going to basically break down the Super Bowl line, no, matchup uh, by position. Uh, today we're going to be looking at the offensive side of the ball. On the next week, we'll be looking at special teams, defense, and coaching. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, so let's get started on that. Uh, like I said, today we're doing offense. And so before I did any research for this, I had in my head that this was not going to be a close matchup. There was a couple positions that I'm like, I could go either way on this one. Um, but really, I thought one team was clearly better than the other. Until I started doing research. Uh, so we're going to do this by first we're going to do wide receivers, then running backs, then O-line, and then the quarterback. Uh, because I'm going to make you guys sit around and make you wonder who I think is better, Joe Burrow or Matthew Stafford. Uh, so the wide receivers. So this is, again, when I, before I even did any research, I'm like, the Rams receivers are so much better than the Bengals. Like, the Bengals have Jamar Chase, and then that's it like that's the only name I've ever heard for the receiver room and then you got the Rams who've got Cooper Cup and Odell like clearly better not so fast I still think the wide receiver room for the Rams is better uh, but I think it's actually really close uh, the Rams like I said you got Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, but the Bengals, they got Jamar Chase, who's got 81 receptions. They got T. Higgins, who's got 74. And Tyler Boyd, who's got 67. Uh, and the three of them, them combined for 24 touchdowns. So they actually have three really solid options at receiver. I was shocked when I, like, I knew I knew about these players, but, like, I just didn't realize, like, how good they were. And... You know, the more I look at this, the more I want to pick the, pick the Bengals, but Cooper Cup is that much more dominant. Uh, and then a number two like Odell, uh, it's just a great matchup for, or a great lineup for uh, the, the Rams. Uh, and then the running backs, this was another, this was one where I didn't really know uh, either one, to be honest with you. I knew Sony Michelle, but... Neither offense, when you think of these offenses, you're not thinking of run game. Uh, you're thinking of these high-power receivers. You're thinking of the quarterbacks with the big arm. Uh, so running backs is not something you really think about with these rosters. Uh, so I looked it up. Both teams average about four yards a carry, uh, so you can't really compare them off that. Uh, the Rams uh, do have more yards, but they've also uh, attempted more running plays, so... Again, four yards in a play for both teams. So then I'm like, well, which running back room has better re receiving uh, running backs then? And I did the research, and the Bengals receivers actually do better uh, receiving than the Rams receivers. Uh, so I'm going to give this one to the Bengals. Uh, based on all the numbers, they're pretty even. 
Uh, but the Bengals were able to have better uh, receiving uh, running backs. Uh, so right now, we got wide receivers for the Rams being better, which is a push. And then the Bengals have the running backs, but that's also pretty close too. Uh, next, we got the O-line, uh, which I'm going to give this one to the Rams, and it's not even close. Uh, the Rams' O-line is better. Uh, Stafford's been sacked about 20 times less than uh, Joe Burrow has. Uh, and I understand part of that is the offense for the Bengals is more of an offense that uh, likes to run the field uh, with the receivers. Uh, have Burrow stand in the pocket a little bit longer than most teams have their quarterback. Uh, so who's going to take more shots doing that? But still, their offensive line has been a weakness all year for the Bengals. Uh, so therefore, I'm going to take the the Rams offensive line. Uh, again, I understand different styles of offense, but I still trust the Rams offensive line more. Uh, one position that I actually forgot about uh, until I was recording this is tight end. And looking at the top receivers for these teams, uh, their number one tight end for the Rams is Tyler Higbee. On the season, he's got 61 receptions for 560 yards. And then for the Bengals, we got C.J. Uzoma. Uh, sorry if I butchered that one. Uh, we got 49 receptions for 493 yards. Uh, so another halfway decent matchup here. Uh, but I'm going to give this one to the the Rams. Uh, so now it's 3-1 to one in favor of the Rams. Uh, and then finally, uh, we got the quarterback. And this one's tough for me. Because I love Stafford, and I think Stafford is finally getting the recognition he deserves. Uh, there's some things about him that make me go, what in the world are you doing? Um, he makes a lot of boneheaded mistakes, but you know what else he did? Brett Favre. Um, and I'm not comparing him to Brett Favre, but like I'm comparing him to Brett Favre. Uh, Brett Favre has a Super Bowl ring. Uh, Matthew Stafford, as of the time of recording this, does not. Uh, hopefully he does by the time that the Super Bowl this year is done with. I'm um, rooting for the Rams. I haven't decided who I'm going to pick, but I'm rooting for the Rams in this game. Uh, but, man, this is tough. I think Joe Burrow right now is better than Matthew Stafford. And, I like I said, I love Matthew Stafford. But just looking at what Joe Burrow is able to do in year two and the weapons he has... And Stafford's got good weapons too, don't get me wrong. I mean, I just said that the receivers are better for the Rams in the tight end room. Uh, but I just think Joe Burrow is a better quarterback at this point. Um, and I don't think that's a stretch to say that. Uh, doesn't mean I'm picking the Bengals to win or lose this game. Uh, let's get that clear. I know a quarterback's been a big focus of the conversation with a lot of game picks and stuff like that. But... So far, Joe Burrow has proven to me that he can be an elite quarterback. Uh, and Stafford, this is really his first chance uh, with a real team. And I guess it's uh, Burrow's first chance, too. Uh, so, well, interesting matchup, though. I think it's pretty close, but I'm giving the edge to Burrow there. Uh, thank you guys so much for checking out today's episode. Uh, like I said, I'm sorry it's a little, little bit shorter. Uh, struggled to find a topic. Uh, next week, we'll look at the special teams, defense, and coaching staff. And then there'll probably be a coaching hire, too, to talk about. 
uh, throughout the week. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and be sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram. Links for those are in the description. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, email the show at hardballsportstalk at gmail.com. Uh, one feature that's really cool now is I changed a uh, host to a website called Anchor. Uh, so now there's a way to for you guys to send voicemails, uh, for better or worse term right there. Uh, so th- I'll leave a link from the description for that. Uh, so be sure to leave a message and a question or a hot take you guys have, maybe your Super Bowl picks. Uh, that'd be cool. And they'll either be, depending on the topic you guys talk about, I'll have an episode about that or in that area, and I'll have it on that. Or if it's a Super Bowl, obviously we'll have it on next Thursday's episode. Uh, so I hope you guys have a great day, and I will talk to you later.